0: I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform. And I'd actually been looking around and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter, user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to. Uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later. So, hopefully, everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that. And you can also get sponsorships. So, uh, go ahead and check it out. Alliance Live. And this is our podcast as well. We're also on Twitch if that's more convenient for you. Um, so go ahead and check us out, Catch Wrestling Alliance, on all those uh, platforms, so wherever you get your podcast and whatnot. So here we keep real wrestling alive. And so with that being said, let's get to the like the main topic of today. I wanted to share with you guys... Uh, some cool information to maybe get you a better understanding of what catch wrestling is or kind of like the nature of catch wrestling strategy, right? Because uh, I think what happens nowadays is that um, catch wrestling gets mixed in, or at least the understanding of catch wrestling gets mixed in with people's understanding of uh, amateur wrestling. And also to say, like nowadays, um, a lot of people are seeing not only amateur wrestling being having such a very short time limit. Uh, we're seeing uh, grappling have short time limits. So we there are some like sub only events that have like a twenty minute limit. And there's been uh, actually one thing that I really agree with with um, the infamous right, so the kind of very popular jujitsu grappler Gordon Ryan. A lot of people love him, or a lot of people hate him. Uh, whatever you believe, uh, kind of doesn't matter because <laughs> I, I just want to let you know about something that he said that I agree with. He has been arguing for thirty-minute time limits for sub-only matches, and I totally agree with with that because then you can implement what I'm talking about today. Right? So, uh, Farmer Burns and the speed of wrestling. So. Um, what do I mean by that, right? So does it doesn't mean that you can't be fast, right? Because, you know, there, there's all these reports about, um, uh, say, so like even Frank Gotch being very fast, you know, getting to certain techniques very, very fast. So does it does not mean that you're not fast, right? Or that uh, wrestling is something like what we see today in modern freestyle and folk style, right? So where someone wants to do something really fast, but usually it doesn't, necessarily result in a pin it might result in getting points somehow right so getting to that leg lace really quick so you can roll the person over as many times as you can uh, then you can win by points stuff like that so catch wrestling was not a point game there were no points and you actually had to beat somebody so there was no time limits also and with that being said then you had to realize that or people have to remember that a lot of these matches were about an hour long right before you got to the first fall, right? So the first win. So some matches were agreed upon to have like best of three falls or best of three, um, wins. So you had to beat the person two out of three times. Uh, some weren't, say like, uh, the really famous match that, you can find on YouTube, right, or Joe Stecker versus Earl Caddick in Madison Square Garden, that was only one fall. So that was actually, uh, I can't remember exactly the time uh, that it took, but it was over an hour, I believe. But anyway, that was a, that was a, a one and done type thing. So it was usually what the uh, wrestlers agreed upon. And I kind of like the one one and done type thing, because uh, like this is the best of three, it's kind of overkill. Because uh, especially it's not going to be like kind of like exactly the same, like especially if you had like a really long first fall and then uh, you had to come back for potentially two more. That's, right? uh, um, anyway. So <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of that, I guess. Because um, usually I, I like to see who wins first, and that kind of uh, is uh, mo- most important to me in my in my humble opinion. But let me go and get you some of the quotes that I want to share with you from Farmer Burns um, to kind of illustrate for you guys what I'm talking about with regards to the speed of wrestling. So yeah, you do want to be fast, right? So you want to follow through. Ultimately, that means, ultimately that means following through on your techniques, trying to uh, get that takedown, get control, use those other techniques like the Nelsons and all these different types of techniques to try to go for a pin or uh, you can try to uh, do reversals to see if you can't follow through to a pin of yourself to reverse that person. Um, so um, doesn't mean you don't doesn't mean that you're not fast, but kind of what you want to be doing is making sure that you slow the other person down or you want to make the other person slow, right? Because if you don't have a time limit, then you can be using the strategy of wearing the person out. And that is actually what lesson 10 of Farmer Burns, uh, Farmer Burns, like uh, his correspondence courses and uh, lesson 10 of wrestling. So I'll show you, you can find, actually this is, uh, uh, I'm reading out of his, his correspondence courses. You can find it all together. Uh, someone, someone put them all together. Let me see if it has a publisher, or well, not really the publisher, but the person who put it together. It's like I think it's like Strongman, yeah, Strongman books. So they uh, they collected all the correspondence courses and put them all in one book, and so you can get that. And actually, uh, you can probably get it on Amazon and all that. Um. All right, so let's go ahead and hear from. One of the goats of catch wrestling, Farmer Burns, and what what he wrote here um, about wearing your opponent out, right? He says, one of the most effective ways to wear your opponent out is to compel him to carry your weight as much as possible, right? So... Imagine a freestyle match, right? So someone so if you guys watch freestyle, if someone does get a takedown, um, they, they usually call that kind of like that parterre position where someone the person on bottom, they tend to flatten themselves out, try to make themselves as flat as possible and they try to wait until the referee stands them back up that that doesn't happen in catch wrestling. You, if you want to get back up, you have to get yourself back up, right So, Imagine if someone tries to, like how Farmer Burns is saying, like you want to put your weight on them and make them bear your weight as much as possible. You just can't do that in freestyle because you'll get stood up after about 10 seconds, right? So again, uh, I guess maybe I'm just trying to show you guys the differences between what we see today in amateur wrestling and catch wrestling because they they are uh, different. And actually, in many ways, they're very different. Uh, So just... Kind of think about like when you're when you're if you're coming from an amateur wrestling uh, background or perspective, th- these things are different, right? And so sometimes you can't quite put your understanding of freestyle or, and or folk style uh, into your understanding of catch wrestling uh, because it might not match up or it might not sync up, right? Okay, so we'll continue because there's a couple paragraphs that uh, I think you might find interesting here. When standing on your feet or on the mat, throw your weight on his neck and shoulders dozens of times. In fact, whenever you can. Also, when working on the mat, follow the same practice. Drop your full weight on his back, head, or shoulders many, many times. And the effect after 15 to 20 minutes will really be wonderful you can no doubt take a sack of wheat and lift it quite easily the first time. But if you keep lifting it again and again, you will find after 10 or 15 minutes work that your strength has already left you. For example, if you would would lift 100 pounds 10 times, you have lifted 1,000 pounds. And if you should lift it 100 times, you have lifted 10 tons, and you must admit that is enough to tire almost anyone. All right, um, so what do you think? <laughs> that, hopefully this kind of gives you guys an understanding, or at least a better illustration uh, of what, like, kind of the, like, like even uh, Farmer Burns here said, uh, the effect will really be wonderful by making some bear your weight but in amateur this kind of strategy just is is virtually impossible because they're going to stand you back up if nothing happens uh, ra- if nothing happens rapidly right so even in even in uh, folk style you might get called for stalling or uh, sometimes they have like say like riding time and stuff like that but um, if you don't seem to be as aggressive or really the aggressor, then you could be called for stalling, right? And that was actually, it's kind of funny. Like, um, that was one of the things when we had the matches in Iowa, since people are very well versed um, and experienced in especially folk style wrestling, they were asking about that. Like, how come someone's just, you know, holding someone down for that long? Isn't that stalling? And it's like, no, it's... uh, it's actually, the way it was, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, yeah. So we've even we've even experienced uh, that kind of uh, difference in like the perspective, right? So that's why I'm saying it's like um, when when I hear someone talking about this type of difference, when they're sometimes it's obvious that they're coming from an amateur wrestler or folk style, freestyle uh, perspective, um, and just just know that they're different. They're just different. Let me see. Okay. Oh yeah, he he kind of goes on in the next paragraph. Uh, so we'll, we'll, I'll read this one to you. But then there's another topic that he talks about that I think might uh, be of interest and kind of corresponds to what I'm talking about here. So I'll read this to you, and then we'll go to the next section. So he says, "On the name principle, if you can throw your weight on your opponent for fifty or a hundred times." he had to lift and resist from 5 to 15 tons of dead weight. During all this time, you are saving your strength and avoiding mix-ups that will compel you to tire yourself. This plan need not be used where your opponent is your inferior and where you are in a real contest with a worthy opponent. The process of tiring out and wearing him down is one of the greatest feats all right can you guys still hear me i think my my camera went hopefully you guys can still hear me can you hear me all right okay for some reason my camera's out but let's go ahead and just continue (laughs) let me know in the comments if uh if you can still hear me all right so Okay, the process of tiring or wearing him down is one of the greatest feats of mat generalship. I hope I have impressed this important point firmly in your mind and that you will constantly keep it in view when practicing and studying to become a wrestler. All right? Okay, great. You can still hear. All right. I don't know what's up with the picture. Um... Darn, all right, well, at least you can enjoy the <laughs> the the black box there, okay. Darn, I don't know what's up. Let me see if there's something I can do to switch it up. All right, let's try to then bring it back. Okay, there I am. Okay, cool. All right, okay, so hopefully you can still hear me and everything. Sorry for that, that weird whatever mix-up happened, but anyway. I'm back, and you guys can still hear. Actually, let me go and double check with that. Okay, yeah, the microphone's working. Okay, so so anyway, so uh, you heard that from Farmer Burns, and then I kind of want to go over this later. This later thing that he says, he discusses the science of wrestling, and um, and I think this relates to what I was just saying or what I was just reading to you. So let's go ahead and go for it. Okay. The science of wrestling is so deep that it cannot be learned in a few days or a few months. But as you continue the wrestling year after year, you will constantly add to your knowledge and skill until you become a real master of the fine points of the profession. Use your head fully as as touch. Sometimes the, the... I don't know if there's misspellings or misprintings. So let me try to figure this out real quick. Use your head fully as touch as you oh as much as you do your muscles. There's just a typo there. Use your head fully as much as you do your muscles. And I think and plan and scheme constantly while practicing. And then uh, when you will get into real contests, you will have formed a habit of good. Generalship, right? So it's kind of kind of talks about the mat generalship in the in the last lesson, and he kind of brings it up again in the, a couple lessons later. Um, so just you know, you got to be practicing these things. Um, you know, making people bear your weight so that you slow them down. So it doesn't mean so the speed of wrestling ultimately doesn't necessarily mean that you don't act quickly. Uh, a lot of it is following through. And that's that's what makes you fast as well but uh, making them slow so making your opponent slow but and by making your opponent slow means you're making you're fatiguing them right you're making them bear your weight and like he said it's like ultimately this uh, your weight compounds so that a person can be doing all these reps, like trying to get back up or trying to get back upright or try to get, or, or they will try to get out from underneath you. So sometimes it compounds to that they've lifted a ton, right. Or, or more, if you just keep, if you can be on top of them and then you can uh, make them bear your weight. So putting it over their head, shoulders, uh, you know, just really driving them into the, into the mat, Uh, Just making their life miserable, right? Um, And that—that's like one of these keys that can guarantee you success, or at least make your uh, your match easier because then tired them out makes it easier for you to roll them over and pin them or submit them. I really emphasize the pins because I think nowadays a lot of people—they you know—they're so into grappling that they don't realize the value of pins and like a few, few months ago, I believe now, like, uh, the grappling guru, John Danaher came out in praising pins. And, um, and I think that was like a real surprise to a lot of people in grappling because at least, uh, on, on our social media posts, uh, you know, people were trying to like talk bad about pinning and saying it's all worthless and all that. And then all of a sudden the, the God of, no-gi grappling comes out praising pins so um so hey i was right all along he, dan Hur must be uh, listening to listening to me right <laughs> he must be watching our channel i'm just kidding he's i don't know what he's doing but um it, it's nice to get validation from someone that uh, is well respected in the jiu-jitsu community or in the no-gi grappling community um, and catch wrestling principles they work And so um, I believe that you can still be using a lot of these like principles that like Farmer Burns just mentioned that I just read to you. You can still be using these in jujitsu and um, in wrestling, um, but it it is harder, especially in amateur wrestling. But at least in jujitsu, since it's a little bit more free where they're not necessarily going to be standing you back up, uh, you can apply it even a little bit more in no gi. Probably even in gi too, but gi is actually kind of like a, uh, they kind of slow each other down just by grabbing onto the clothes and stuff. It's not necessarily the same thing where you're grabbing them and then weighing them down because a lot of times uh, maybe the person who's on the bottom is actually grabbing the clothes and trying to pull the person down on top of themselves, right? So that's a little bit different, but in no gi, uh, you can probably... But you can probably use these types of techniques or this, this type of strategy, especially if you're in longer matches. But, um, even in some of the shorter Nogi matches, like the, from five to 10 minute, five to 10 minutes in length, you can still be doing some of that stuff. Um, I attended one, one, one of those fight to win events that was in Los Angeles. I think it was like a, a couple years ago now, but, uh, uh, one of the grapplers, oh, I can't remember the match, but it was, it seemed, the, the guy seemed to be a little bit more wrestling oriented, oriented. And so then he just was able to just stay on top and just uh, try to uh, keep a lot of downward pressure on his opponent. And uh, he ultimately, he was able to win that match. I believe he, uh, I forgot who who it was against, but it, it, it looked more like a, a wrestler who knew, actually, I know, I know it was like a wrestler who knew a lot of jujitsu, So or at least a, a jujitsu person who was coming, uh, approaching no-gi at more of a, from more of a wrestling perspective. Uh, I wouldn't say this person was a catch wrestler, but anyway, that it, um, the person still won the match and that's all that matters. Right? So, um, okay. So let's go ahead and get to some of your guys' questions and comments. right? So um, Robbie Burroughs, thank you so much for watching and, uh thank you for um for helping me out with the letting me know that you guys can still hear me uh jawar greetings from portland yeah hey greetings from los angeles um thank you for watching and uh, maybe hopefully one day i can get up to portland even though it's kind of funny we're on the same coast but uh, our coast is actually so huge our united states is a very large country so uh, even though Jawar and I are in the, the same coast, he's actually very far away and driving would take many, many hours to get to Portland, even half of our state in California, half of the state is like, uh, from Los Angeles to San Francisco, it would take about six hours to drive. So, uh, he's way further away than San Francisco is. So yeah, it would take me forever to drive there. Oh, Poland. Sorry. Okay, thanks. So, Robbie cleared that up. Yeah, actually, I, I'm, I was, I'm so uh, USA centric that I just assumed that it was uh, Portland instead of Poland. <laughs> so, excuse me for that. So, uh, uh, Poland. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I do have relatives from Poland? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't speak any of it. <laughs> but, so that's but definitely i definitely can't drive there <laughs> so definitely would have to fly so hopefully I can go to Poland one day also I like traveling um yeah yeah i've tried a bunch of different um i've tried a bunch of different uh, foods from you know, my relatives it's actually my brother in- law who's who's polish and um yeah he was born in europe. Uh, the mom and and all everyone immigrated when he was young uh, to the United States, and so that's how we ended up, be, you know, becoming family later on because they came here. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah. So yeah. If you guys have any questions, just let me know. Um, yeah. Sorry about the confusion, Portland and. Poland. I just <laughs> Sorry, just at first glance, it just uh, messed it up there. Okay, so Adriano Ramos. I met many BJJ guys, and most of them don't know what Catch Wrestling was. Yes, Adriano, it is true. So we're still kind of like, fringe really we're hearing like or at least i'm seeing more and more people even some more and more uh big time jujitsu people mention catch wrestling um so at least like the name or the like the name recognition is kind of it's growing definitely but i think the understanding of what catch wrestling is is still uh you know very very few and far between really understand what it is so th- that's one of the reasons why I am, um, that's what I like to say, like right now, like this, this lesson today, uh, because I, I think a lot of people, when they, when they hear wrestling, then maybe they think of like amateur wrestling, folk style and freestyle, and then they try to apply that to their understanding of what catch wrestling is, but it's still, there's still a difference and actually a big difference. And these two styles, even though folk style and freestyle came from catch wrestling and freestyle used to be called. Uh, amateur catches catch can when the Olympics uh, started again, but uh, there there's still a lot of differences. And then year after year, as more rules uh, got added, or more techniques got taken away, or time limits uh, became shorter and shorter, then strategies change in these two different styles. Right. So even though they're offshoots of catch wrestling, they are still uh, a di- they're a different game now. Right. So even though the roots are still there, uh, you can't quite approach catch wrestling from that uh, freestyle folk style perspective, even though they, they both are are great styles in themselves. All right. So, um, and then that's the other thing then, like uh, people in Nogi, they might think like, Oh, they might see some submissions from catch wrestling. uh, And then they might think they understand all of catch wrestling when uh, like there's a huge, uh, reliance on pins or there's a huge emphasis on pinning. Um that a lot of people at least in my experience when when I'm I'm around people who do Nogi Jiu Jitsu, um, you know, they they kind of get that disconnect. Maybe they've heard of catch wrestling. Actually I, I know a lot of a lot of people who have heard of catch wrestling. I guess maybe it's like uh because I'm here in LA and a lot of people uh do grappling and we have a lot of really great Grapplers we have a, a pretty high level of grappling because in Southern California, a lot of famous grapplers uh, they move here, right? So, uh, the level of grappling is actually pretty high here. So, I think a lot of people follow the grappling. And um, so, at least a lot of people that I run into they've heard of catch wrestling, and then they're putting their kind of like they, they're using what they've seen from other styles and they're trying to get some understanding of what catch wrestling is. So yeah, I just run into all these different misconceptions, but it's just kind of like the way humans think, you know, we try to uh, correlate things that we think might be similar and to try to get some understanding because that's just how our brains work. And, but that's what I'm here to, to try to fill in some of these gaps because a lot of people are creating these, these kind of uh, uh, what they think are understandings of certain styles, but it doesn't quite match up to the historical style all right so not saying anything bad but uh it's just like how our brains work we want to make sense of things and so then we try to correlate or we try to get uh, get bits and pieces of what we do know about and we try to make it like make it match right all right okay so so hopefully that kind of answered your question Adriano so we got a few more questions here uh, so ripper catch wrestling what's your opinion on uh, pelvani wrestling so I think isn't pelvani mean wrestling <laughs> uh, but yeah I think we've been looking into uh, some of the Kushti wrestling um so like these other these other traditional styles from say so, like India and Pakistan, um, even probably even Iran. Um, there's a lot of similarity between, um, uh, like these actually what I should do is get some clips from, um, get some clips from different, uh, like even Kushti and all that. Um, and so then we'll kind of work on maybe showing some some of these styles because I can talk about it, but then without showing, then it, it might not make sense to anybody. But in Kush in particular, we found a lot of really cool matches that they're using a lot of great wrestling techniques. I don't see so much of the, the submission stuff, so I think they're all about pinning. Um, but they're using a lot of these really great wrestling techniques that you find in catch wrestling as well. Uh, super good stuff, like really great matches, really back and forth, using a lot of reversals, um, a lot of great stuff. And it's really cool because it's in sand. So totally uh, a reference to the arena, right? So like, um, you know, ancient Rome and stuff like that. And so sand, I mean, that's, you know, where you get the word arena from is from like the the in Rome, the Romanesque or the Romance languages. Um, uh, Arena—that's the word that it comes from—and it means sand. And so, like when I competed in China in in rural in rural China, they had uh, these arenas, and of course, it was sand on the floor or the the ground. <laughs> it was all sand. It was outside, and we we wrestled. It, it their their traditional style—you uh, wrestled without a shirt on and uh it was for to pin somebody right so uh, no submission holds but that's that's like that's like legit right like the, <laughs> maybe we should uh try to do some catch wrestling in the in the sand right in the arena and take it back to super ancient times right and well maybe not ancient times cuz like yeah I just uh I, I i wrestled in the sand pit in uh well, a couple of years ago before quarantine um yeah okay so uh ripper catch wrestling so uh, you found that Palhwani Palhwani has uh, some submission holds yeah it's kind of i do kind of hear that but i don't really see that in the videos i gotta maybe i gotta try to find one um that has some submissions because yeah even um even um billy robinson kind of mentioned uh some of the like double wrist lock stuff that they knew about. Um, yeah, but we're not quite seeing it in the matches. I got to try to find one because it seems like they're really going for the pins. Okay, let me see. Ryan Fadden. How long does it take to become a wrestling instructor? I really want to be a coach even as a kid's trainer. All right, well, the main thing is Ryan. So the main thing is that you learn the fundamentals of catch wrestling. Um, But just know, say like if you learn, say we have, uh, we have our catch wrestling uh, Alliance or called the CWA Academy. And the first two courses there are catch wrestling fundamentals. A lot of that can be used uh, in folk style wrestling. I don't know what country you're in, Ryan, but um, a lot of that stuff can be used in folk style. It wouldn't be as applicable to freestyle because uh, they, when they go onto the ground, a lot of times they they pancake out, so they flatten themselves out and wait for the the referee to stand them up. It's more applicable to folk style since folk style um, they don't do that, right? So, um, so you would just have to be aware of the rules, right? But all that stuff would be applicable to I mean it'd be great to teach kids all those fundamental things that are in our fundamentals courses and that it would make them better wrestlers overall. Right. And it would it would give them so like if they had that as their base, then they could easily then do either freestyle or folk style. They would just have to understand the differences in the the rules or the way the ways of doing wrestling and stuff. So um, um it, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you can you can do our online course. Uh, if you're in LA, you know, feel free to come by. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, if you're anywhere near uh, South Carolina, go train with my good buddy John Strickland over there. Um, yeah, so you can also email us, or you can send, you can direct message us on our Instagram or a Facebook page if you have any more questions. Um, all right. Official. Henier, Brazil. Hello, hello from LA. Actually, we have a lot of Brazilian people here in LA. So uh, I've made really good friends. A lot of them are my, are my neighbors. Actually, my my real my real neighbors. Like I'm not just saying like they're in they're they're nearby. No, they're actually like in like the same building as me. So we have a lot of Brazilians here. So a lot of Brazilian neighbors, Braz- really good friends. Um, I meet with one Brazilian, actually not just one. I meet with several Brazilians every week. Um, yeah, some some I, I are learning wrestling from me. Some are just really great friends. Uh, so there are a lot of great Brazilians out there. So hello. Hello. <laughs> Hopefully we can go to Brazil one day. That'd be great. Ryan Fadden. I'm in Japan right now. All right, well. Cool. Hope, hopefully, I um, said, so, oh, thanks for staying up. It's kind of late. It's late for you right now, right? <laughs> um, Yeah, so so that, w- that would be the thing. So then I think maybe in Japan, uh, well, I think in Japan, they wouldn't necessarily be doing the folk style. They would be focused a little bit more on freestyle because uh, folk style is more of a U.S.-centric thing. That's like what we do in our schools. And that's what, it's kind of weird So a lot of people in the United States, um, they want to abolish, they want to abolish the folk style because we're the only country that does it. But I believe that that's one of the reasons why in MMA, we have a lot of like great American um, MMA fighters because of the folk style over the freestyle, because that's a little bit more like fighting, in my opinion. Right, because uh in a fight you don't wanna just lay flat face down. Oh yeah, that's the so Ryan, yeah, if you are and so another comment just came up from Ripper Catch Wrestling and he reminded me something that I actually talk about a lot, but it just didn't pop up in my in my mind. Uh Ryan, if you are anywhere near Kyoto then go train with my good friend, Osamu Matsunami. He runs Riley's Gym, Kyoto. And um, he is one of the most legit guys out there um, because he trained for like like over 20 years. I think over 20 years by the time I met him. So he would go back and forth uh, from Japan to Wigan. And he had a chance to meet like a lot of the great catch wrestlers from Wigan. Uh, he was like Billy Robinson's right-hand man. He really helped him with uh, a lot of even the teaching. He appeared on TV, uh, with Billy Robinson in Japan, uh, when they were doing like, uh, you know, news, news shows about him or, you know, news reports and stuff like that. Uh, you'll, you would see Osamu there, uh, helping out, helping to translate, helping to demonstrate. Uh, there's even, um, uh, Photos of Osamu helping Roy Wood, so he's who who is the successor of uh, both Billy Robinson and Roy Wood's coach uh, Billy Riley, and that's why Osamu's school is called Riley's Gym Kyoto. So the original gym in Wigan, uh, they they refer to it as Riley's Gym. Uh, nowadays, you know, it's called the Snake Pit, but that was something that that's a nickname that came about later. Um, but it was referred to as Riley's gym. So if you're anywhere near Kyoto, or if you can maybe go on the weekends or whatever, get in touch with Osamu Matsunami, right? So Osamu Matsunami. Uh, and so hopefully you remember that name, at least Matsunami, Riley's gym, Kyoto. Uh, he is very friendly, very approachable, very accessible, and uh, you could learn that. And we also have some videos of him on our it's some of, actually uh, on our YouTube channel, but it's uh, really, really f- far down the list, right? So, uh, but you can find it. He, uh, Osama demonstrates some takedowns and stuff. Um, so he and I have had some exchanges and so with some students. Uh, he and I trained together in Wigan, uh, you know. So um, I vouch for him, <laughs> but uh, I, I really don't need to vouch for him because he, you know, his uh, history speaks for itself, really. And I guess he, I would say he's probably one of these unsung heroes of catch wrestling because he's one of the people who put in the most time, but unfortunately he, a lot of people don't know about him, right? So hopefully you are somewhere near there, but I guess when you said Japan, I kind of just assumed Tokyo because that's where a lot of people are, right? It's an major city in the world, you know, a lot of people live there. All right. Where, okay, so Puko 66, where to learn in Maryland? Ah, oh, Maryland. I'd say if you can go south, man, go to John Strickland. Uh, you know, on the East Coast, is way t- it's pretty tiny compared to the West Coast, right? So uh, you guys are, it's way closer than me driving to San Francisco, I believe. So see if you can't maybe even go on the weekends or whatever. Ask John if you can do some training, like private training or whatever. Um, I believe he has access to a school there or access to – at least he set up a room with mats. I don't know where that is. He he could have been – I don't know. He was teaching at a school, and I believe he might also have like a move to a facility that – he uses only like for himself for his. So I think he has like his own facility now. Um, so I believe he might be able to train you whenever. So contact him. Um, you can contact through Facebook. That's American hook wrestling. So just look up American hook wrestling and that's John Strickland. So he's the legit guy on the East coast. all right so yeah maryland see if you can't go down there uh go ahead and keep asking questions if you want um so just want to recap real quick um the speed of wrestling doesn't mean you're not fast but you want to be using um the the strategy of putting weight on someone to make them slow right make them do reps of your body weight right Uh, the other thing is actually um, i think it's coming out today. Um, I did, I appeared or I was interviewed for the Praxis Jiu Jitsu podcast. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, so there's like a, a long, long form interview of me. I talk about all different types of subjects. So catch wrestling primarily, but also some of the other martial arts that I'm a, I'm an expert in. So it's so Chinese kickboxing, so Sanda, and also the Chinese jacket wrestling, which people usually call it shuai jiao. But shuai jiao in Chinese, it just means wrestling. So uh, you kind of have to add, like, you got to clarify that. So it's traditional, I would say traditional jacket wrestling, because a lot of people call it traditional Chinese wrestling. But like I said, when I was in Yunnan province, the native people there have their own traditional style and doesn't wear a jacket you, you wear you, you you don't wear a shirt you just you you wrestle in the dirt right so but there, there is the, the jacket wrestling and all that um and so like people know about like mongolia and all that so like they have their own wrestling where they wear kind of like this uh, sleeves um so it's not even a full jacket so anyway we talk about all these different things in the praxis jujitsu uh podcast let me try to pull up let me at least their, their Instagram. So this is it right here. So let's see. Praxis Jiu Jitsu. So I'm the I'm this one. So I'm, I'm the latest episode. To episode 14 of the Praxis Jiu-Jitsu podcast. So I guess it says it's available wherever podcasts are you can you can look that up on episode 14 um, so yeah if you guys are interested in all that and I'll I'll post about it I'll probably share it if if they a lot of people post uh, the audio on YouTube also if they do that then I'll, I'll I'll post it on the in the community tab also so you guys can uh, check that out as well um, so other things real quick if you guys want to help support this channel you can directly uh, become a member. You can support at two dollars a month, uh, or you can if you, if you want access to a lot of our behind the scenes footage, or even some of the seminars we did, or the different things that we uh we have there. Sometimes we have alternate uh endings of, or like alternate submission stuff for different positions. So uh, that's all there at the medium level. Uh, if you want uh to join the CWA Academy, you can do that as well through our membership. Just let me know. If you get like the, the third tier or the highest tier membership, just let me know so I can enroll you into our CWA Academy as well. All right. Let me see. Oh, Ryan. It's a ripper. Oh, wow. Same city as me. But what is the gym's name that I can find out? So Ryan, it is called Riley's Gym Kyoto. Let me see if I well, since I'm here. Let's see. Uh, let me try this. So I'll show you a picture because he, he's also on Instagram. I mean, not Instagram. Uh, he's on Facebook. Let me see. Riley's gym. So I'll show you. I'll show all of you guys. Yeah, Riley's gym. Kyoto. Let's see, if there's a good picture of the. So let me show you Riley's Jim Kyoto. Let's see if there's a good, yeah, Riley's. But it said yeah, Riley Jim Kyoto. <laughs> but it's based off Riley's Gym. Yeah, Riley Jim Kyoto. So look for that. Uh, let me see if I can show you some more pictures. Uh, Yeah, he is on. So this is the Japanese. I don't, I don't know. Let me see the camera's not letting me show you the the Japanese, but um, let me see. but his what was cool is that his gym, I believe, was designated um, a like historical landmark. Oh here it is. so hopefully you can see this picture. So ah uh, uh, the light. Ah, uh, the camera. <laughs> Camera's not showing the the image very well, but hopefully that that helps. All right. Oh yeah, maybe we can put a link also. But anyway, just Riley's Jim Kyoto, and so you can find it on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'll try to I'll put a I'll try to put a link in the description below as well. Oh, but so. Uh, yeah, Riley. Riley actually, the, actually, the website, I guess, is RileyJimKyoto.ismine.net. Also, RileyJimKyoto at gmail.com. So RileyJimKyoto at gmail.com. So that, that might help as well. Yeah. All right. So hopefully you find it. You can also, again, if, if you don't find it, uh, you can message us, and then we'll we'll send this information to you directly. Uh, yeah. Osama's a really great guy. All right. So um, I think we'll go ahead and call it a day here. I wanted to – so hopefully you guys understood, like, my point of view or my perspective about showing what uh, catch – the difference between the philosophy of catch wrestling uh, and – like amateur wrestling and even like uh, modern day, no gi. Um, I don't necessarily consider gi as, you know, uh, you know, like I said, like some, when we talk about slowing someone down, usually in gi, it's like, you know, hanging on to the clothes and stuff like that. So that would be a little bit different. All right. All right. So thank you everyone for watching. Really cool to know that someone was, uh, watching from Japan. Um, you know, and, and Poland, Sorry. I thought, <laughs> sorry. I thought it was Portland. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you everyone. And, and Brazil. Okay. All right. So keep real wrestling alive and we'll see you next time.